0: you talk so we know how all well it goes and picks you up.
1: My mouth is so
0: <laughs> I feel like <laughs> people are going to know that it's just you and me and I'm just like, meh. <laughs> As if I just talk to you normally rather than like overly excited that I have a new guest. <laughs> I already feel like right now I'm like monotone-ish. <laughs> Hello animal lovers. Welcome to my podcast, where I geek out about animals. I'm Nicole, and you are listening to Animal Facts. This podcast may not be suitable for all listening ears, specifically young ones. And I just want to remind everyone that I am not a professional, just an animal enthusiast, because I just love learning about them. I think they're so cool, and they can do so many cool things. Some things I say may just be my opinion, and sometimes I am misinformed, or sometimes I am just straight up wrong. So forgive me, I am only human after all. But please email me at AnimalfactsPodcast at gmail.com so I can correct myself and I also have the chance to learn from you. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy! Welcome animal lovers to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole.
1: And I'm Josh.
0: Yes, Josh is our guest this week. Yay! For stay. This will be an adventure. This will be an adventure. Yes. We're recording with our puppy in the room.
1: Because we can't trust him, and we don't want to leave him in the crate.
0: He whines, so he'd be obnoxious either way. Anyways, so Josh already knows what animal we're doing. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I actually pulled up trivia. I'll have to look. If I, oh no, yeah, I didn't even do any trivia because you already knew what animal it oh, was. sweet. So instead we it
1: lives the same day over and over.
0: <laughs> instead, we're gonna use 20 you said you're questions. That. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're gonna
0: use 20 questions to see if 20 questions can guess what animal it is. Uh so you guys can all guess too. So can it lift? Oh, can you lift it? Yes. I can guess you can do that if you want to see a thing to do, and I can answer it.
1: Can it swim?
0: Yes. I, I believe so. Oh man, I should have gone over all of my facts before. It's been like a month. Is it white? No. It's been like a month since I've done this Like research. Does any it of this live
1: thing. in water? No. Aha. Okay.
0: You can click buttons and it'll go by faster.
1: Let oh. me think about that. Hmm. Question six. Can you buy it? Can you buy it? No. Question seven. Is it dangerous? No. Question eight. Can it jump? Yes. And that's our other dog in the other (laughs) room. Quinn, no. Can it growl?
0: Maybe. Unknown. Unknown. I don't remember.
1: Does it have a long tail? No. Is it an herbivore? No. Does it live in the forest? Yes. Is it warm-blooded?
0: It's just me, a mammal?
1: Is it warm-blooded?
0: Yes. I think it is. Because we're warm-blooded. We're not cold-blooded. Correct. Yeah.
1: Is it larger than a bread box?
0: Yeah. Or a microwave? Sometimes? Sometimes. I don't remember how big they get.
1: It's roughly that size. Does I mean, it, need it depends love? on the
0: size of the bread box and microwave. Does it need love? What kind? No. <laughs> no, it does Most not. Most
1: animals don't.
0: It's wild! Yeah. <laughs>
1: Does it have paws? Yes. Seventeen. Would you touch it with a ten-foot pole?
0: No. Because that would be cruel.
1: <laughs> Is it heavy?
0: Uh, what's heavy? No. No.
1: I mean, the first question was, can you lift it? Is it a scavenger?
0: No. I mean, kind of. But.
1: Doesn't. Is it intelligent?
0: Yes. Ish? I don't know. Mm.
1: <laughs> Is it an ocelot?
0: No. 21!
1: <laughs> Is it very large?
0: No. Before it guesses, you have to tell me so we can drum roll if it's right. Is it a
1: nocturnal? animal?
0: Uh, no. I don't believe so.
1: Does it bring joy to people?
0: Uh, sometimes. Depends on the time of year.
1: <laughs> is it a carnivore?
0: No, it's an omnivore.
1: Om, nom, nom. Mm-hmm. Is it a vegetarian?
0: No like the same thing as an herbivore.
1: I will guess again.
0: Are you going to be right Twenty questions? Drum roll. It's not right? No. <laughs> what did it guess?
1: Is it a leprechaun? <laughs> no, it is not.
0: That? Oh, that's hilarious. A leprechaun? I think that's my favorite guess. <laughs> is it a it's leprechaun? Pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Oh, gosh. Alright. The reason this one's a special one is because we're preparing for... Drumroll, please! Groundhog's Day! Mm -hmm. Which is on February 2nd. Happy future Groundhog's Day, and I hope you guys don't relive the same day twice. But just in case, maybe have fun listening to this couple times in a row. <laughs> there you
1: go. <laughs> to really honor Groundhog's we'll Day. Maybe i just release this one a few times in a row.
0: <laughs> I thought about it like releasing it two days, weeks in a row just to mess with <laughs> people.
1: I thought it would really be funny. And all these ropes are much quieter than a bone. Quiet
0: toys. <laughs> <laughs> we should hide all of his noisy toys. The other bones. That's fine. And this we're just gonna hear monster pitter pattering across the floor. Okay, so some general facts. <laughs> Their um, scientific name is a science word, and it is Marmota monax.
1: Marmota monax. Marmota monax. Something like that.
0: hmm Something like that. Um. So they actually belong to a group of ground squirrels known as marmots. And marmots are relatively large ground squirrels, and they're in the genus of Marmota. Um, And there is 14 to 16 species, which live in Asia, Europe, and North America. So other names, do you know other names of the groundhog?
1: No.
0: Do you want a hint? Um,
1: no.
0: How much wood would woodchuck chuck if woodchuck could chuck wood? Oh, woodchuck
1: is a groundhog? Uh Uh-huh. Huh. I always thought a woodchuck was a type of bird.
0: No, woodchucks are groundhogs. I never knew. <laughs> um, so, yes.
1: yes. it made me always think of like a woodchuck type of thing.
0: Oh, that makes sense. I always imagined them as like a mammal. Huh. Like a little thing just chucking wood in a way. So, yes, they are also known as woodchucks.
1: A woodchuck would chuck as much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. That's
0: right. Um, They're also called Thickwood badgers and Moonics. M O O N A C K. Munich. You Munich.
1: Oh, Munich, you.
0: Gross. <laughs> um, they're also known as land beavers, and uh, a whistle pig is another name for them, and ground pig. So yeah, they are the largest member of the squirrel family. Yeah. So, the appearance of a groundhog slash woodchuck, but I will refer to them as groundhogs most of the time. Um, If you guys hear a weird buzzing sound, it's Josh's fidget spinner. Because he has ADHD. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: if I didn't have this, I wouldn't be able to sit still and do this. Not exactly. Some days I would. Not today.
0: No, not today. Okay, so their appearance. Uh, a groundhog is a large, stocky rodent covered in long, thick fur, and it has a squirrel-like face with large black eyes and an inquisitive expression, which I thought was funny that they included that in their description. Mm-hmm. Um, they have wide, bushy tails and long, large claws, and they typically stand to be about two feet tall. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. taller than I realized. It's big.
0: There are quite a few surprises with the woodchuck slash groundhog whistle
1: pig.
0: the whistle pig, so yeah they stand about two feet tall and they can reach about ten inches and then most weigh about thirteen to seventeen pounds, which is equivalent to one and a half gallons of paint, so if you're cradling one and a half gallons of paint, you're cradling a groundhog nice. They, Their most distinctive features are their four long sharp incisors. They have two on the top of their mouth and two on the bottom, similar to kind of like a beaver where they're like, you know, their four teeth meet. Um, and then while it says that while many of the marmots have yellow teeth, the incisors of the groundhogs are usually actually white. So they have pearly white. Um, their color of fur ranges in various shades of brown, their feet are darker while their underparts are buff, which <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and then mel- melanistic and albino individuals sometimes occur in some populations, which are, like, black ones and white ones. Melanistic say, is, like, is,
1: like, overproduced, so mm-hmm, that
0: stuff. They're super, super dark versus,
1: hmm. like... No color. And albinism is they don't produce
0: melanism. hmm So, which, they're kind of creepy looking when you look at the melanistic ones, but yeah. cool. At the same time, I'll show you a picture of them later. All right. Do you want to guess what their conservation status is?
1: Um, threatened.
0: They are actually a uh, least concern. Ah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: For extinction. <laughs> um... So there has been an estimated amount of their population in the United States and Canada is over 200 million. So there's quite a few of them. Yeah. They're doing just fine. They are not prairie dogs, which I remember I was like, are groundhogs and prairie dogs the same? They are not. Which I don't know why I threw that in there. But I'm throwing it in there. Prairie dogs and groundhogs are different.
1: Prairie dogs are an actual type of dog, aren't they?
0: I don't know. Or is a
1: prairie dog a different animal? I
0: feel like a prairie dog is like a type of rodent. I'm going to have to look it up. Prairie dog! What is a prairie dog? Oh,
1: I think it is a different kind of animal. Kind of like a meerkat. Meerkat. It's the one that like... Is Third
0: this? type... Yeah, that's a meerkat. Timon is a meerkat. Yeah. And um, they're also... Because that's
1: why they call it... One uh, of those large dog squirrels. Because they like... Yeah, 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 I know. (laughs) Pop up and down. (laughs) Look at my cat.
0: Prairie dog versus groundhog. Yeah, they're different species. They're different. Yeah. Groundhog, prairie dog. So it is a type. Prairie dogs are a type of squirrely thing, too.
1: They're a little skinnier. They're smaller.
0: They're lighter, more tan colored. I've seen them a lot in uh, Utah, like in the deserty camping areas, mm-hmm. which is why I was like, are they the same? But they're not, because I don't really see any groundhogs. Have you seen a groundhog? Okay, their estimated population is over 200 million, so they're doing fine. They're of least concerned. And as far as their history, all I got bombarded with was Groundhog Day history. <laughs> I could not. <laughs> it was such a struggle to find like their evolution history and are
1: by the scientific name even
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I did not. But I type in like fossils and where did, like how long have they been on earth and things like that yeah. and I just kept getting All the Groundhog Day history. So, I have a good chunk of how Groundhog Day became a thing. (laughs) So, we will talk about that holiday as well and things and where it was inspired from, which may surprise you. So, but the only thing I could find was that it was first scientifically described by Carl Linnaeus in 1758. (laughs) That's the only thing I found. (laughs) So... I mean, I'm sure if I tried harder, I probably would find it, but I recall looking pretty decently. Then again, though, I did this research over a month ago, so I don't remember most of this stuff, which is fine. So it's like I'm learning it all over again with Yay. you. Yay. Um, so their environment, where do you think they live?
1: Oh, uh, Obviously, North America and Canada. You mentioned that earlier, mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Think of, I don't know if they'd be on other continents or not, if, if they originated over here, and don't know the history, so it's hard to <laughs> right? guess. I think that's the only places.
0: North America and Canada? Mm-hmm. Good guesses. They are found mostly throughout the U.S. and Canada, Excellent. Um, and while most marmots live in Rocky Mountain areas. Groundhogs prefer to live in the woodland areas and lowland plains. So, like, you can find them in forests. Um, They live in fields, pastures, farm areas, gardens, and hedgerows. They are typically, um, they'll live in the woods in the winter, and then they'll find, like, a grassy area for the warmer months. So, they have, like, their winter homes and their summer homes, um, which makes more sense. In a bit, when we talk about other things that they do, um, so they're they are burrowing rodents, so they like to live in the ground. Oh, the puppy's cuddling in it's great and sleeping. Good, be quiet and sleep. <laughs> um, so they build really like intense underground homes, um, known as burrows, and that's where they'll stash their food, they hide from predators, they raise their young there. And they can get really, really big, and they're known to be pretty complex little settlements. Um, so, do you wanna do you wanna guess how big their burrows can get?
1: Um, what unit of measurement is it in?
0: Um, I've got both meters and feet.
1: Oh, okay. Um, two hundred feet. Is it square feet?
0: Uh, just feet.
1: Two hundred feet.
0: That is very large. No. <laughs> A little feet. bit ambitious Ah closer yes Um. So they can dig burrows that can be about 6 feet Which is 1.8 meters deep And about 20 feet which is 6 meters wide But They can get anywhere From like 8 feet To 66 feet long So they go like down 6 feet And they make them decently wide And then they can just stretch <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> Um,
1: so the square footage of that would be, what was the width and how uh, far? 20 and 66, 66. by 20. Um, 600, <laughs> uh, 1,200 square feet.
0: I have no idea. You're right. <laughs> I cannot so, confirm or deny yeah, that for you. The top of my head. <laughs> no idea. <laughs>
1: 20 times. Yeah, thirteen twenty square feet.
0: Well, there you go. Um, so. So I they... was way under
1: for square feet.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why I asked what it was a measurement, because it's a weird in feet. I didn't know you wanted multiple dimensions.
0: I'm just giving you options. You? Whatever. All right, <laughs> so their underground homes um, are very large, and they can have two or like multiple, like to a dozen different entrances. They have different rooms, and they even have bathrooms in their homes. Interesting. So they have like little designated areas for their bathroom, um, which I think is cute. That is pretty cute. <laughs> so they have very nice little little burrows. And they like to keep their burrows tidy and they change out their nesting that's found inside from time to time so they'll, like, clean out their little homes, which I can't imagine having to clean out 66 feet or whatever square footage you said worth of a home.
1: 1,300 square feet.
0: Which is, like, the size of our house.
1: Yeah, we clean this house sometimes. But you have a vacuum. I have
0: a vacuum and I don't poop on the floor. I have indoor plumbing. True. I have a dishwasher. (laughs) I have a lot of things to help keep my home clean. (laughs) I don't just go wherever and have shredded paper everywhere and random leafy greens. So, okie dokes. So, their diet and hunting sense. 20 questions asked us if they were vegetarians and herbivores and carnivores.
1: Yes, they did. They are they did omnivores. They omnivores. No, they did not. Should have been that instead of vegetarian. Yeah. Um,
0: but their diet is mostly vegetarian. So they are omnivores, but they prefer to mostly eat vegetarian. Um, they will primarily eat grass, plants, flowers, fruits, tree bark, which I thought was interesting, and vegetables. And then some of their favorite foods will include dandelions, sheep sorrel, buttercups, raspberries, clover, and alfalfa. And then on occasion, they will eat grubs, grasshoppers, and snails as needed. Um, So, yeah. They are hearty eaters, and they will eat heavily during the spring and summer and fall. And they do this to build up their fat reserves because they go into a three-month hibernation. Um, Which makes sense why they're... Summer homes and winter homes are in different locations, and why their homes can be so bad, because they want to stay away from all the cold weather.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, they, guess how much they can eat per sitting? It's in weight.
1: How much do they weigh again? They Not weigh
0: weight. 17-ish pounds. 13 to 17 pounds.
1: I'm going to say 10 pounds.
0: Close. No. No. Not close at all, sorry. (laughs) Um, They can eat about a pound of food per sitting. So I guess it depends on how many times they're sitting down to eat. But about a pound of food per sitting, which I feel like is still quite a bit body ratio to fat. Yeah. Because if it was 10 pounds, that would be like
1: double, like half their weight. One pound is more than 5% of their body
0: weight. Like 10 would be half their weight or more Mm -hmm.
1: than half. That's between five and ten percent of their body weight. Thing eating one pound of food. You're
0: mathematics, man. Just popping numbers out, easy peasy, and I'm just like, huh?
1: Yeah, for me to eat one percent of, no, ten percent of my body weight in one sitting would be fifteen pounds of food.
0: What are those, those, like, food challenges that people do? Like, I couldn't even accomplish Crazy. one of those by myself. I wanted to. Me and my Genevieve uh, tried to do an ice cream challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was... What was it? It was, like, five liters of ice cream or something like that. That's
1: not too bad. How many people are allowed to participate?
0: Like, up to two. Um, so, I think... I feel like it was five liters. It was a lot of ice cream. It was like fifty scoops, basically, um, and each was like a gram or like a hundred grams. I don't remember. It was so long ago, but I remember.
1: Yeah, math checks
0: out, I think. <laughs> we uh, we wanted to do it so bad, and we um we were like we didn't want because if you did it, it was free. But if you didn't, it was a lot of money, and we were, like, on a strict budget, because this is when we were missionaries, so we were like, oh, do we risk it? And, like, (laughs) you know, so we decided we were going to (laughs) train, so we were like, drink warm water, it helps expand your stomach, so we were, like, drinking warm water, we were eating more than our portion sizes than we needed to, and then we went and bought, like, tubs of ice cream, and I, like, the biggest one I could find was, like, a a two-and-a-half liter, and she found, like, a three-liter and so together if we could eat it to, like each take half-ish, basically, then uh-huh. we would be able to do it. And you had like thirty minutes to do it. That was the thing, is you like had to do it within thirty minutes. And eating that much ice cream in that short amount of time is a lot. So I luckily was able to find like Neapolitan ice cream, but she was stuck with all chocolate. Uh-huh. So she like she wiped out a lot more, like she just it was it was grosser faster for her. Uh-huh um but we did it we accomplished it <laughs> we she ate her three and I ate my two and a half within the 30 minutes we were so proud of ourselves but like within the first five minutes we we're like yeah this is great we got this and then like 10 minutes in we were both like
1: <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. This is
0: terrible. Why did we do this? Like we put ourselves through our own stupid ice cream challenge, so and then crazy. we finished it by like 25. Like I think I just barely made the mark of mine, and she finished hers at like 25 or something. <laughs> Within 10 minutes, we were both in the bathrooms throwing up all of the ice cream we had just <laughs> ate. <laughs> we were both like, it's the most colorful and delicious vomit we've ever had. <laughs> But we did not do the ice cream challenge after that. We're like, nope. We did our own. We're good. (laughs) We have pictures of this. Oh, (laughs) man. You
1: girls.
0: It was so great.
1: Y'all crazy. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, yeah. (laughs) That, That was, that's the closest I've had to, like. An actual challenge for the challenge, but we didn't actually participate in the real challenge.
1: Which nice. makes me think of yesterday.
0: Oh, yeah, when they do the, like, waffle ice cream sugar. Oof. Yeah, no thank you. And <laughs> then comes out the other end for the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there's, what is it? In Idaho, there's a restaurant where it's Big Judd's, and they have, like, this giant burger. Is
1: and it the- called the Big Judd?
0: I think so. Yeah. And, like, they the made battery. the hamburger buns, like, in cake pans. And they, like, the, the patty is, like, four pounds right. of meat all on its own. Mm-hmm. And you have to eat it, I think, all by yourself. You can't have help with it or something. I don't remember. We never participated in high school. In my mom, now, for sure. like, when we would go get my siblings from college, because I was they going to college, we would go there. And instead of, like, we would just order one of those burgers... And just, like, cut it into, like, four or five, six different sections and basically have our own burger.
1: own burger wedge. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Like, from, like, this nice. one giant burger. So, like, one small portion of that burger fed, like, eight people. <laughs> Not yes. one small. The whole burger fed right, a lot. Right. But, like, one small portion fed me perfectly fine and I couldn't even finish my little wedge. <laughs> I was, like, 12. But still. Yeah. I mean, 12-year-olds have big appetites. I feel like I had a bigger appetite at 12 than I do now.
1: Me too. So. And mine just kept getting bigger. That's true. I probably could have done it in high school.
0: Probably, especially during, like, lacrosse season.
1: Uh Yeah.
0: Yeah. Woof. Oof. Alright, listeners, if you guys have ever participated in food eating challenges, please tell me and send us pictures if you have them. If you failed, if you succeeded, what they were, where they were. I want to know. I want to know about all these food challenges. (laughs) Even if you self-induced, like I did. Self-induced? Is that the right term?
1: For making yourself throw up?
0: Making... Like, doing your own challenge, like, participating, like, making your own training, and you just quit after training, because it was close
1: enough. Doing your own challenge at home.
0: That. Don't self-induce throw up. (laughs) Don't do that. Anyways. So. Yeah. Groundhogs can eat a pound within a sitting. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Per sitting. Not just like one sitting, like every time they sit to eat, they can eat a pound of food. So crazy. But they do sleep it off over three months. They, they have a lot to store. Oof. Okay. <clears throat> Threats and predators. What do you think attacks or eats or doesn't eat a groundhog?
1: Think of any like wolves, maybe, and similar animals.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like a similar animal to a wolf that would qualify would be a coyote.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, but yeah, large carnivores that include coyotes, probably wolves, badgers, bobcats, foxes. And then it also says raptors and small animals may sometimes eat their pups, which all I think of when I hear raptor is it's a dinosaur, a dinosaur. <laughs> so I'm like, What is a raptor? <laughs> I don't know if it's a bird or snake it's or a bird. Yeah. Don't I feel like it would be whenever. a bird, but I'm not sure. I I I'll look it up real quick. Raptor. What is a raptor? Final guess is a bird? That's my final
1: guess. Me too. Raptor.
0: Giving me a car. (laughs) Mm. Giving me a truck. The trucks eat the things. And now I'm just getting dinosaurs. (laughs) There's an eagle picture, but the rest are just dinosaurs. Dinosaur? Minus dinosaur. Oh, minus dinosaur. So, yeah, it's a bird.
1: Group of birds.
0: It's a bird of prey.
1: Or. Yeah.
0: Birds of prey.
1: Some sort of bird of prey. So it's a bird. No. One of
0: them said raptor dog, and I don't know what that is. Interesting. So I'm imagining now just a dog dressed up as a velociraptor, <laughs> like mm. a dinosaur costume. Anyways.
1: That'd be great, like a front half dog costume. The little arms, like the little arms dangling under the little its chin. <laughs> just like on its chest, yeah. and then it's. Front That's legs, front true. It's like those uh, one.
0: UPS ones where it looks like the per- like the dog's uh-huh. carrying a package and like. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That's true. Yeah, just like that. That would be a good costume. Be, a great It'd be hilarious. A costume. Make it happen, people. It probably already does exist. Anyways, so. Um, they have a few ways to protect themselves. They have their sharp teeth and claws, and then they never, well, they know never, but they won't hesitate to fight when they feel threatened, so they will attack, um, but they also commonly retreat into their burrows, which is a very good protective strategy, because most of the animals won't fit or follow them underground. Um, another threat is humans, because we suck. Um, yes. Do we eat them? Uh, no, we don't eat them, but we get mad that they eat our crops, Uh, so it's more like they're a pest, um, so I don't think people hunt them for sport, it's more so just a, you're hurting my crops, (laughs) like, stop eating my carrots and things, and so they, like, set out traps and things, so, um,
1: especially because they're, as far as endangered level go they're not fine. Yeah.
0: There's plenty of them. There's tons and tons and tons of, of them, farm. so <laughs> get out of my farm. Um so yeah, gardeners and farmers regularly attempt to kill them um to keep them from devouring their crops. They will use them for or yeah. So there is actually a mate, like a target for them for illegal hunting. Um it's mostly for their fur. Um, but I guess also sometimes they're meat, but I don't imagine that would be very yummy. Just a giant mm-hmm. squirrel. I don't know, maybe, but I also can't eat it. so I mean, people eat squirrel? Yeah, I know. I just can't imagine it being delicious.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. I don't know. If you guys have eaten groundhog or squirrel, what does it taste like? Let us know. Yes. I feel like that's an animal I wouldn't risk. There's, like, I have my list of animals that I will risk being sick over for eating meat. Right. But yeah. groundhogs and squirrels don't make that list. I'm, I'm, I'll am i be good. I'm
1: okay. Depends on how good of reviews we get from That's
0: true. People. That's true. Maybe Gordon Ramsay will have to cook it for me or something. There you go. <laughs> but, yeah, so, but it is illegal. No. Oh, no, it's not. It's legal.
1: Yeah, there's way too many of them for them to care.
0: My brain just added an IL. You know what? I'm dyslexic. Don't judge me. <laughs> it's legal for them to hunt for their fur and meat. Um, but. Help keep the population. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But most people consider them as pests. So, they uh, usually just try to get rid of them. Poisoning or shooting them or flooding their burrows different oh, ways.
1: Awesome.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Like flooding them to drown them or flooding them just to drive them out?
0: I think to drive them out.
1: Okay. Less horrible.
0: Yeah, I don't think they, like, do it to drown them. I think it's mostly just to, like, get them to get out of the burrow.
1: Make that burrow. Flood them out and then
0: shoot them or something. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Don't want to be living in this mud pit. Yeah. Um, but there is a YouTube video of one guy who, uh decided to go about his um, groundhog infestation differently. I wouldn't say it was an infestation. I don't think it was an infestation. But he had some groundhogs um, eaten at his garden. So instead of killing them or getting rid of them, he actually just built them their own garden. (laughs) And so they ate from their own garden. Nice. And there's, like, videos of it, of, like, this guy taking care of these groundhogs. Um, and the link to those videos is in our resources. So, that's I mean, fun. that was fun. He, instead of, like, he just gave them their own. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> which is cute. Yeah. Um, so, which I feel like would be more, like, I don't think I would feed them, but I definitely wouldn't, like, have the stomach to kill them. But I'd be like, just go away. <laughs> I'd pray them down or something. I don't know. Not really. But send my dogs after them and never.
1: Pray the groundhog away
0: yeah <laughs> anyways, so their behavior um they are very intelligent, so they are smart, and they have complex social interactions. they form close bonds with their young and they will whistle to communicate um, that's cool. so that's how they sometimes will let people like other groundhogs know that there's a threat, um, which is partly why they are named nicknamed Whistle pig mm. um they're like pigs. They're constantly on alert for threats, so it's really common to see them standing on their hind legs and surveying the territory like a meerkat um, or a prairie dog, and then they will whistle to each other when they sense the threat, and then, um, yeah, so that's one of their ways of communicating. They hibernate every winter, and then they emerge from their burrows in early February, um, and then if they emerge, the, if an emerging groundhog senses that winter is truly over, it will, like, leave its burrow, but if it thinks that the weather is still too cold for it to forage for food and everything, it'll just return to its burrow and go back to sleep for another little bit. They are pretty solitary, um, and they spend most of their summer and spring and falls just stuffing themselves with food, taking naps in the sun, and just getting ready for winter, and getting ready to mate. Um, they typically stay pretty close to their home. They don't really venture far away or leave, really. Like, so most of the time, if they're born in certain area, they're just gonna stay within that same area. They don't, like, they don't migrate or anything, um... And they usually try to stay within like fifty to hundred feet of their home, which is about fifteen to thirty meters, because in that way they have a place they can run and hide if a threat shows up. So how you doing? Mm -hmm. just jump a
1: little bit. I'm sorry, your canker.
0: That's bad. I'm sorry. All right, I brush my teeth. Yeah, I would get them all the time. That would line my retainer. And I can't not have my retainer in my, right. So it was always the worst, because they would... Especially when I got the second one, which got way worse with the second one, my replacement. I had to have them, So that's when I would stop wearing it during the day, and I'd only wear it at night, because I just couldn't yeah. handle the pressure of it, and then, like, it would rub and, like, make more.
1: So
0: I just always got them lining, like, this part, and then that under it. So i mm-hmm. was always getting tinker sores. Anyway, okay. So their life cycle. So the male, you might be able to relate to this, will emerge from hibernation and immediately go looking for a female to go mate with. All right. Um, He will.
1: Care that morning wood (laughs) chick.
0: Nice. (laughs) He uh, enters the female's burrow and he will just start mating with her. Nice. (laughs) so she just gets with men barging into her home whether she's asleep or not let's go let's get this on lady
1: (laughs) i mean if they're familiar with each other it's not a bad way to wake up
0: (laughs) if they're familiar with each other i mean they do form close bonds (laughs) but still (laughs) um, <laughs> their gestation period is only about 32 days, and so the female will give birth within two to six, or give birth to about two to six babies, um, and they're known as pups. Yeah. Yeah. And the pups are born blind and hairless, so they're little naked, cute little things, and the mom will feed them for the first six weeks, and then at about three months of age, they can start foraging on their own, um and eat their own things, and then after about a year, most of the pups will then leave their burrows and build, leave their mom's burrows and go and build their own, um, so they're not, like, super, super territorial, like, they're happy to all be in the same area, but they do have, like, their own burrows and things, um, but the,
1: when do they move out, how old again?
0: About a year old, yeah, so, they stick around at home for about a year, and then they go off and make their own homes, um, but yeah, so groundhogs are not monogamous. <laughs> um, so they spend a lot of their time as a family and in, like, groups, and they'll forage for food together, but, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then most, do you want to guess how old they live to be? Oh, like, um, I like, accidentally saw that. Rude! You I'm were not supposed to, to. This is why I had the computer angled and you moved it. <laughs> You cheaty cheat McGee. Alright, so <laughs> they live um, to let be... Let me guess. Oh. <laughs> uh, is
1: it about 14 years?
0: That depends. <laughs> in the wild, they live to be about 6, and in captivity, they can live up to 14.
1: Captivity? I just saw the
0: fourteen. <laughs> so in captivity, they can live up to 14. But in the wild, they usually live to be about 6. So They live longer in captivity because they don't have to worry about predators. And they always have food. <laughs> And a nice, safe place to live. They still hibernate in captivity, but yeah, they should. Because they shouldn't be pets.
1: My uh, math brain, it's six years, they move out at one year, so my brain was like, oh, that's like a little under uh, 20% of their <laughs> age, right? <laughs> and then my brain went on to humans, like when our kids. When kids move out of the house, like if a human lives to 100 and their kids move out at 20, then that's 20%. So, oh, that's interesting. There you go.
0: Yeah,
1: there most you people, know. I guess, live to their 80s. So, and mm-hmm. then, you know, with the average age of kids moving out. Like 20, I feel like 30, you're very you know? far away.
0: so I don't know how much of this is getting picked up.
1: And I talk gently sometimes.
0: Yeah, I don't know how much of that got picked up.
1: That's okay, it was kind of a tangent anyway.
0: Your math tangent of age. Yeah. Groundhogs versus humans. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully it's in there.
1: If not, well, it will each kind of
0: True. Yeah. True, true.
1: We'll cut it in post.
0: <laughs> Your favorite joke. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, so now Ton on now tawn too. Now on to uh, cool weird facts. Uh, cool facts. Cool facts. Cool, cool facts. Cool, cool beans. Cool, 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 cool beans. beans. Cool, cool facts. Cool, cool, cool facts. Um, so during hibernation, their bodies slow down considerably. Their breath slows from 80 beats per minute to about their breath slows or their heartbeat, I guess. I don't know. Um it slows to eighty beats per minute to about five per minute and then there's their breathing. Their respiration drops from sixteen breaths per minute to about two breaths per minute.
1: Crazy.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine taking
1: so crazy?
0: Just two breaths every minute. Yeah, that's crazy. So you'd have to take like one every thirty seconds. Or like yeah. one every
1: like twenty five like, seconds. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah.
0: Um, I can't even imagine my heartbeat. Like, <laughs> I just naturally have a faster
1: heart now. Yeah, especially the world record free diver for depth. They do like this competition periodically, and there's this like one trench. It's like a circle hole somewhere, and they drop a rope down the middle of it, and then you just see how far down on the rope you can get, and the rope's permanent, hmm. and so. They just like a marker for the furthest distance reached. Dang. And it's insane. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to get very like far. Thirty minutes.
0: Ugh! How do you do that? They how like, do you hold your breath for that long?
1: Right. Exactly.
0: What? It's crazy. You just like barely, the like let out breaths here and there. Well, like what? Yeah.
1: So the they like have all this training of how to do it and stuff, and then what? They they kind of hibernate almost. They like. Their rest, they have to be super calm,
0: yeah. and they have
1: to slow everything down, and they're basically just falling. Because at a certain point in the water, if and I don't remember exactly that I remember reading this article, but I don't remember exactly. But at some point, I think they like release some of their air, so they're not mm-hmm. as buoyant, and mm. they just sink. So they don't have to swim. They don't. They just let themselves fall, Dang. and just fall and fall and fall.
0: What happens when they have to come back up for air? That's like always my panic. I can get down far, but then the moment I run out of air and I'm like not at the top, I'm like.
1: Ugh. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. That's the same where guy I has panic. Won it the last several times in a row, Dang. and he keeps beating his previous by a little bit every time. That's terrifying. And it's crazy.
0: Look it up. Dang. All right. You look it up. I'm gonna keep yep, telling you keep things. Going. Hibernation is crazy. Okay, and then their body temperature also drops from 99 degrees Fahrenheit to about as low as 37. So everything about them just drops. They're just dropping it. Um, And then a few animals can hibernate as long as groundhogs. They hibernate from late fall to late winter or early spring, which can be up to as many as six months of deep sleep. So they normally, I feel like, averagely, it's like probably... Three months, but they can hibernate for up to six, which is half a year. I can't. I'm sure you would love that sleeping for six oh, months. That'd be so
1: great. <laughs> you would
0: love to sleep for half a year, and then you wake up, and then you come find me, and then I just tell you to go
1: away. Mhm.
0: <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Did you find your thing?
1: Okay. Holds his breath for more than nine minutes. So the time was, I was off. On. So it's what? not thirty. No. Oof. Nine minutes. Um,
0: yeah. How long can your brain go without oxygen? The
1: uh, <laughs> depth, though, that he's gone, is eight hundred and thirty feet
0: What? water. In nine minutes? In less than nine minutes? Because he has to get down and back up.
1: Right? I think so. I'm not exactly sure. I look. I don't or look does he do have
0: air for on his chur- journey back up?
1: He's got a bunch of world records and a bunch of different, like, diving things. Oh, it's so crazy. Who is this? Um, his name is...
0: Give him credit.
1: Herbert Nisch. Nice. N-I-T-S-C-H. Nisch. Nisch. He's German, I think. mm mm-hmm. Based on part of this. Uh... No Limit is the deepest and most extreme freediving discipline, which uses a weighted sled to descend and a buoyancy device to ascend. Okay. So, it's not... Oh my gosh. So, it's... He doesn't have to swim up and down. It's He uses a weight to go down and then a buoyancy thing to go back up.
0: Oh. But it's
1: just like a how deep can you go That's what she thing. said. And so his, uh, says only six free divers have dove beyond 560 feet, during which two of those six died trying.
0: Oh, that's terrifying.
1: He's Austrian. Here it is. He is the only person so far to dive beyond 700 and beyond 800 feet. That's insane. Makes
0: me almost think of... Uh...
1: So the this person in second place hasn't broken 700 feet, and he's broken 800 feet.
0: Yeah. It's
1: so crazy. So five times he's gotten a world record in the no limit one, which is that. Nine in constant weight. He's got a big flipper in this picture. Um, six in free immersion. Four in constant no fins. One in variable weight. One in static apnea. I think that's just holding your breath, I think. Ugh. One in scandalopitra, whatever that is. Four in dynamic apnea. And two in dynamic no fizz It makes me think of, um... Me, dang.
0: Mute? When um. how he, like, intakes a bunch of air and then just, like, chugs his water. And then at the very mm-hmm. end, like... Ends yeah. Up. Someone.
1: uh-huh <laughs> because he can hold his breath, uh-huh. breath for someone yeah because he can't drink and breathe at the same time because mm-hmm. of his injury yeah yeah
0: he just holds his breath
1: so and drinks
0: drink. yeah. <laughs> yeah like huge glasses of water anyways I wonder if Alexander Starsgard had to actually like train to do that yeah, if that know. was like legit yeah or if he just naturally knows how to drink that much in general
1: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to watch <clears throat> again and see if the camera cuts at all. It's true, if it's all in one take.
0: It's true. Anyways,
1: so Tangents.
0: Hibernation is crazy. And they can hibernate for a long time. Um la 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 Okay. So the annual behavior that has led um to many myths about groundhogs and their ability to predict the weather um in the United States where we are. Um, Groundhog predictions have led to the establishment of Groundhog's Day, which is on February 2nd every year, which we will talk a little bit more on in a moment. Um, So, that's, like, another weird thing is because of their, we merged around February, this myth started um, to predict the weather. Mm -hmm. So, the other thing is... (laughs) How much wood would woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Mm-hmm. Uh, a wildlife biologist sought to answer this tongue twister question, and he measured the volume of oh, yeah, a groundhog burrow and estimated that if the hole were filled with wood rather than dirt, the woodchuck chuck would have chucked about 700 pounds. I love that. Um, so which,
1: next time someone asks you that, just say about 700 pounds.
0: Yep. Approximately 700 pounds, if they could chuck wood. Um, if they did chuck wood. Because I'm sure they could. They're, yeah. they're they're strong enough. But they yeah. don't typically play, like, they don't...
1: Chew? Yeah, or, they don't
0: typically chew on wood or anything. So if
1: there was a big piece, they would not chew on it to break it up and move it. They yeah, would just they're not it a beaver. They would just leave it there or tough it out and move the big piece of wood
0: yeah or just or burrow, under it.
1: Or burrow under it just burrow around, around it is thing. more
0: likely what they would do so i'm sure they get like little roots here and there but then just kind of go around the big chunks because they don't need the wood to make homes they just need the dirt yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so all right famous ones here is where our groundhog that comes out of year is
1: one of the famous ones is the Groundhog in Groundhog Day, the movie.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Okay. So, a resident of, how would you say this town's name?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, Puxitani? Puxitani.
0: Puxitani. Okay.
1: That sounds familiar, actually. I
0: Puxitani. mean, that's where Groundhog Day takes place. Huh. So, because that's where the whole thing before, is. Yeah, Puxitani. So, or was it? Pux- Puxitani. Puxitani. Okay. So, a resident of Puxitani, Pennsylvania, Phil, has been prog-
1: prog- prognosticating? Pro- what does that mean? Um, Predicting?
0: Basically. Okay. The weather since 1886. Um, there have been. Phil, by the way, is the groundhog. Um, There have been many fills oh. <laughs> since then, but the town of. Pun... Puck, what? Puxitani. Puxitani. Um, maintains a legend that Phil took an ex...
1: <laughs> elixir an of elixir life.
0: Elixir of life that gave him e- inter- eternal life. Yes. Um And so the town established the tradition of visiting Gobbler's Knob, the site of Phil's borough, in 1887, and today visits to Gobbler's Knob are a major source of income for the town. Thousands of tourists come to see Phil deliver his yearly weather prediction, including a bunch of newscasters and things. Mm-hmm. Um, The story... Stop reading! I'm
1: sorry.
0: The story I'm sorry. was in, <laughs> immortalized in 1993. Immortalized. Um, yes. Um, because of the movie Groundhog Day, in which Bill Murray was condemned to repeat Groundhog Day over and over until he learned to become a more caring person. Um, the movie cemented Phil's popularity and turned the town into an even more bit like tourist attraction. Now you just look sad that you can't look at the computer.
1: you no, just I'm like just, I'm zoning I'm out. <laughs> I'm
0: just um, so, because of the movie, it made the town even more popular for Groundhog's Day. So, the current Puntaxatani, what is it? Puxatani. Phil, lives in a climate controlled. I'm
1: pronouncing it right. Because... I don't know.
0: <clears throat> um, mm. Phil lives in a climate-controlled, man-made burrow, and you can visit him at any time in the year.
1: Mm. So he doesn't
0: hibernate. I'm not sure. I don't know if he hibernates
1: or not, but he. I guess you can visit at the time. So.
0: Yeah, you can still visit it whether he's sleeping. But I think it's just made so people can go see him because it's like a zoo, like where he's like a tourist attraction now. <laughs> um, so. Phil's activities have not been without controversy, though, because he is a wild animal. The animal welfare group People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals (PETA) has repeatedly asked PETA, Peta. Oh, Peta. Um, has repeatedly asked that the town of Pun- Puxitani. Puxitani to replace Phil with a robot. Um, mm-hmm. They say forcing Phil to live in captivity travel like. And travel into shows and appear in front of large crowds, constant cruelty to animals, because he is a wild animal. They are not meant, they're very antisocial with people in general, so they it like, puts a lot of stress on him.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So that's why they're like, let Phil be a robot, rather than keeping a live animal in captivity, so. I feel like if he was just in, like, the man-made burrow and left to just be observed throughout the year, it wouldn't be as big of a deal, but because he's, like, taken on tours and mm-hmm. held in front of crowds and, like, this huge deal that people come and see him and take pictures and loud crowds, like, he's like, eh, that's a lot of stress for a wild animal that's not genetically meant to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hasn't been genetically domesticated to I'm handle not, that kind of stress.
1: generations, maybe they've bred that into it.
0: Maybe, maybe that Phil is actually good with it now. Mm-hmm. So, there is the history a bit of that, but there is some more of the history um, on the tradition of Groundhog Day. But there's the famous Phil. Very cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, What's um main character in Groundhog Day? What's his name?
0: Oh. So it's his main character.
1: Guy. That's what I am wondering. wandering. That's what be funny if it was.
0: I'm sure that movie is going to get watched quite a few times in the next couple weeks. Uh,
1: While well, she's looking that up, there's always a joke that I always thought would be hilarious and cool if they did it, but they could announce that they're making Groundhog Day two. <laughs> His two name is Phil. Yeah, <laughs> I thought so. um They could announce they're making a second one and like put trailers out and everything and then just play the first movie again in theaters. Uh
0: huh. It would be great. (laughs) I'd go see it. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would just in general go see it again in theaters. Uh Especially if it was like a special Groundhog Day thing. Uh Anyways, so lightning round. Let me hear your best lightning sound. Nice. Oh, got some thunder in there. How many not away miles <laughs> away. Okay. Ow. <laughs> um, so despite their bulky size, they yeah, are...
1: Lightning doesn't make sound, actually.
0: Well, there you go. It's, it's
1: all thunder. Thunder makes sound. Lightning itself doesn't
0: it make sound. I feel like lightning does make sound. With the sound of it, like, ripping through the air.
1: It might. I'm pretty sure... I don't know. I guess when you're far away... You never hear it when you're far away. I've but been it might pretty close to close lightning, to
0: and I don't know if it was the thunder or if it was the lightning, but it was real loud. Like we saw the flash, and it was just like the, it shook our building. It was
1: terrifying. Yeah, thunder that shakes your
0: Yeah. So maybe it was just because lightning thunder.
1: is just the electricity going from the cloud to the ground.
0: Can you have, and then, like, in the weather world, not, like, when you make your own lightning, but, like, in actual natural lightning, can you have natural lightning without thunder?
1: If it's so small if, enough, maybe? Because what thunder is, so the lightning burns from the clouds to the ground, and when it does that, all the air in that space gets burned up. Yeah. And so the so thunder is the sound of all together. the air slamming back together. Yeah. To fill that space. So... So, so it's really, enough, lightning kind
0: of does make sound if it's creating the thunder, thunder, which is a thunder part of lightning. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's where thunder our marital things come in. Right, right? <laughs> We're like, <all>, nah. <laughs> you're going to look at that. <laughs> does lightning make sound? <laughs> oh, goodness. Either way, when you're really close to it, it's really loud and it's terrifying, especially when it shakes your building. And you're just surrounded by a bunch of glass windows. Okay. So, but despite their bulky size, the groundhogs, <coughs> they are fast runners, good climbers, and excellent swimmers.
1: Yay. Hey. Um,
0: it is estimated that they can reach top speeds of about 10 miles per hour. Um, they are not friendly, although groundhogs won't attack unprovoked. They have aggressive natures and will fight fiercely if they do feel threatened. So remember, like, when predators are coming at them. They will they will attempt to fight the bigger predator if they feel like they need to and they can't escape. So, they will bite and scratch and claw wolves and coyotes and badgers and all of that. So,
1: cool.
0: don't provoke them. <laughs> and then, um, the name woodchuck has nothing to actually do with wood or chucking it. Um, the word woodchuck comes from the Native American word woochuck which I'm probably mispronouncing that because I'm very I something like white, um, which roughly translates as digger. So woodchuck Ooh. isn't actually from woodchucking. It's from the Native American word. So there's that. Digger. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Woodchucks, um, they grow, so they have their four teeth, right? Their upper and lower incisors, and they can withstand wear and tear because they grow about six, like a sixteenth of an inch every week. Dang. Yeah, so they grow really fast. They're constantly using their teeth. Cool.
1: Mm-hmm. They did get their
0: teeth brushed. So, special segment. I don't have a, is it the right pet for you? Because you shouldn't have them as pets. Yeah. They are not domesticated for pets, or they're just, they're not, you can't have them as pets. Um. But here is your tradition on Groundhog Day. <coughs> According to tradition, if the groundhog sees its shadow on February 2nd, there will be six more weeks of winter. The idea gave rise this idea gave rise to Groundhog Day. The tradition is relying on rodents as forecasters that may date back to as early as um, Christi- as early as the days of Christianity in Europe, when clear skies on Candlemas, which was on, Candlemas Day, which was on February 2nd we um, were said to herald cold weather ahead, um, and Candlemas is a Christian festival on February 2nd com- commemorating the occasion when the Virgin Mary, in obedience to Jewish law, went to the temple in Jerusalem, both to be purified 40 days after the birth of her son Jesus and to present him to God as her firstborn. So, there's a little history on that as well. Cause I was like, what? What is Candlemas? I've never heard of that! So that's what that is. Um, So it was kind of like the one led to the other. Um, Because then in Germany, the tradition morphed into a myth that if the sun came out on Candlemas, a hedgehog would cast its shadow, predicting snow all the way into May. And then when German immigrants settled in Pennsylvania, they transferred the tradition replacing hedgehogs with groundhogs. So that's how it started, was... Like, this one thing turned into this myth using hedgehogs, and then those people came to America, and they didn't have hedgehogs, so they're like groundhogs. Because <laughs> hedgehogs are not native to America, to the United States. Um, but how accurate <laughs> is this method of weather prediction? Did you already read ahead? Yeah. Great. Do you want to take the guess? It's not. <laughs> so, in... What's the city? Punk- Puxitani. Puxitani. Um, The Puxitani Groundhog Club of Puxitani, Pennsylvania. If we're saying your city wrong, we apologize. <laughs> I probably should have, like, looked up the pronunciation or watched the movie. Um, but they have records for more than 100 years worth of weather predictions, and the club says that Phil has predicted 99 forecasts of more winter and 15 early springs. According to data from the Storm Facts Almanac, Phil's predictions have been correct only, ready for this, 39% of the time in his own hometown.
1: Ready for how to say it?
0: Yes. thanks you,
1: tony Punxutani. There's an N in it? I didn't notice Punxsutani. there's an N in it. Yeah,
0: there's an N right there. Uh,
1: Punk Satani. Okay. So we were close. I was missing mm-hmm. the N because I didn't notice it when I read it the first time. Punk Satani. Punk Sutani. Cool. So there that you sounds go. like an old uh, Native American word, too. Punk Or German. Or it could be German. That's true.
0: Anyways, that's all I got for you on uh, Groundhogs. Very
1: cool. He's only
0: accurate 39% of the time, so. Uh, This February 2nd, depending on whether or not he jumps out of his burrow and hops into his lady's burrow,
1: Mm -hmm. or
0: goes back to sleep, it's probably not accurate regardless. He has a 50-50 chance, and he's not even 50% of the time right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny.
0: Cool. Well... On that note, happy Groundhog's Day. And just in case you missed it, happy Groundhog's Day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It
1: is a, a native word. The town of Pakistani was originally settled and inhabited by the Leni Lenape, which means the original people, for thousands oh. of years. The town's name is derived from its traditional name, Ponsatanek. Intendent, meaning town of the punnocks. Punky meaning sandfly. Interesting. Town of the sandfly.
0: You're punky. Isn't that a thing people say, punky?
1: I mean, that's a thing our family says.
0: No, not like you're a punk, but like a description of something, punky. I feel like that's a thing, like a descriptive word for something. I'm not sure. You're punky. That's punky. I don't know. It could just be making it. I make a lot of things up based on dreams I've had where I'm like, didn't that happen? And then I find out it was a dream and not a real memory. (laughs) Like when I thought M&M's discontinued the pretzel M&M's because I had a dream that they discontinued the pretzel M&M's and I thought it was real.
1: Kind of, maybe. Punky? One of the two definitions on my very quick Google search Characterized by or resembling punk rock music, punky, or um, as a descriptor of a person um, meaning worthless. Oh,
0: so either. Kelly's
1: punky little brother.
0: (laughs) So you don't really want to be punky unless you're into punk rock.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. Cool. Well, anything else you want to say? Any other math things you want to throw out? Are you good? Cool. Happy Groundhog Day. Happy
1: Groundhog Day. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for joining me, animal lovers. And also, thank you to my special guest this week. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so I can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. I would love to hear from you. Your stories, your experiences, any suggestions you might have. Also, I would love to see any fun, cool art you guys do. You can email them to me at animalfactspodcastgmail.com. At you can also follow Animal Facts Podcast on Instagram for updates, cool art, and other fun animal related news. Click the link in the description for the resources, the donation links to saving the different animals we talk about, merchandise, and other fun things. A special thank you to my family for my really fun drum rolls, my best friend Jewel for my awesome music, and to my guests for joining me in my animal passions. Thank you again, animal lovers, for listening and supporting me in my animal discoveries and adventures. And until next time, bye! Make sure you're still not reading. I wasn't. Good.
1: You ready for your last random fact? I am ready. That My body is ready. Your mind? No, my
0: pie. Okay. Well, this doesn't have anything to do with groundhogs, so. but it does have to do with uh, forecast weather predictions oh. of a different animal. Oh. <laughs> so, for the last 30 years, residents of Vermilion, Ohio have turned to a very different creature for their annual weather forecast.
1: Is it a Pokemon? What? Vermilion City is a in Pokemon.
0: I did not know that. No, it is not a Pokemon. I mean, maybe. You can tell me if they've inspired a Pokemon it's the first generation
1: after this Pokemon I Um
0: the, the Woolly Bear.
1: The woolly bear.
0: Which is a caterpillar.
1: Oh <laughs> Okay.
0: The woolly bear caterpillar. The woolly woolly. You can look at woolly.
1: Um, I'm not sure. It's got two O's and two
0: L's. Yeah. (laughs) Wooly. Wooly. Wooly bear. Caterpillar. Okay. Um, so according to tradition, if the bugs have more orange than black coloring in autumn, the upcoming winter will be mild. So, more than 100,000 people attend the town's Wooly Bear Festival, held every fall since 1972. Mm -hmm. But, Wooly Bear caterpillars aren't the best predictors either while their bands may vary from year to year researchers have found the variation is due to last year's weather not the upcoming one (laughs) that's funny (laughs) so not the upcoming winter but the previous one on their
1: uh, prediction no i don't i don't
0: (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) to see who's actually better predictor Uh (laughs) i mean you could probably look to see but i didn't i mean this is the really random fact that's normally quick not super described so but there you go two animal predictions for winters excellent we i should have looked to see what the current prediction is from them (laughs) to see if it matches the crown talk yeah (laughs) stay tuned maybe i'll i'll do that for the next the next one (laughs) we'll see cool
1: that's like Excellent. woolly bear woolly bear